Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Chris, you mentioned yesterday, as I say good morning to you, that Trent Dawson is going very well at the moment and he's our first guest this morning on Mobile Rolling. How are you? Yeah, Steve, good morning. I'm well, thanks. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we're set for another big program tonight at Redcliffe. Ten races. Action gets underway at 5.17. Trent's only got the one drive tonight at Redcliffe, and we've got to wait until the very last race. It's in the Burwood Stud two-year-old maiden pace. So many of these two-year-olds are chasing that first win Q-bread bonus, which is so appealing and so attractive. An extra $12,000 going the way of connections if they do score. Betting Origin is the horse in question for Trent. He's only had the one start for the start. He went down narrowly uh, in his first run for the stable at Albion Park. And that was just on, oh, just over three weeks ago now. So he's had a little bit of a break between runs. Trent Dawson joins us. Trent, good morning. Thanks, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. They've got to make you wait for it tonight. The final race, probably not ideal for you. But uh, anyway, that's how it's, uh, how it's played out. Yeah, I might have to set the alarm clock and leave a bit later, I reckon. Um, but I, hopefully it'll be worthwhile going down there late. I mean, it's probably not the easiest of uh, races of what you could probably strike for the last race of the maiden at Redcliffe. But um, you know, we'll get we'll get a bit of a mm. got a bit of work cut out for us, that's for sure. Yeah, just before Chris asks you all about the horse tonight, Trent, just explain to us with harness racing, how long do you have to what like what time will you get on track tonight to drive that that, that horse in the final race? Oh well, we we've got to be there for for these normal races. Um, we've got to be there an hour before. Um, so yeah, it'll be. Uh, we'll only have to, we'll have to be there about sort of ten to ten to nine or something like that. I think it is. So um, that's the that's the regulations. I think drivers only have to be there half an hour before. But I'm the uh, I'm the trainer as well, so I've got I've got to go a bit earlier. Fair enough. Okay. Now punters have got it down to a race in two. We look at the tab market. Harley Blue 165. Last start Group One plays. And your guy two dollars fifteen. Let's focus on your horse firstly. Betting Origin, as I said, first up for the stable, and went down narrowly behind Beach Magic, and they went good time that day. Fifty six seven. That was on the Tuesday at Albion Park a few weeks ago. Were you happy with that first up run? How's he been since? Uh, no, I was disappointed. I got beat, <laughs> but. Um... I thought he was really good. I really like the horse. I think I think he'll be a, a quite a nice three-year-old actually. Um, I probably like. There's been no reason to not race for the last three weeks. They're just the races that I've been nominating for haven't been holding up. So um, you know, ideally, I didn't really want to take him to Redcliffe. Um, I think he'll handle the track, but I just think he's a better horse than a Redcliffe horse. But um, here we are. So hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully we can we can get this one out the way and then um, yeah, can get some races at Albion Park in the future. Okay. Let's just talk about the track because both Harley Blue and Betting Origin are going there for the first time tonight. As you know, as well as anyone, it's not the easiest track for, for a lot of horses, in particular with two-year-olds, but you're comfortable your guy will get around Reckliff tonight? Yeah, my guy doesn't really do anything wrong. Um, he, he's a good pacer and, you know, he, he was getting on the rain a little bit at times, but we sorted that out. It's, just, it's a funny track with the three bends. It's sort of sometimes you can get a horse that doesn't really do anything wrong there and they just don't like it you know it's the, with the three bends it's just they got to lean into it a bit different and um you know track around there to get to go around there fast so you know the old the bit of a saying you you, you take a horse to Redcliffe you end up with a Redcliffe horse and I think that's sometimes why they sort of you know you get a horse that goes good at Redcliffe and it and, and sometimes that form doesn't translate back to Albion Park and vice versa a little bit 
Okay, fair enough. Now, you, you mentioned that you think this guy's going to be a better three-year-old. His breeding probably indicates that as well because he's out of that very good mare October original. He's by betting line. Betting line had his first Group 1 winner just recently at Albion Park with my ultimate Levi. So he's bred to be something okay, betting origin. Yeah, no, that was one of the attractions to him. Um, and I think just the, the physical makeup of the horse and even mentally he's a little bit... Um, yeah, it's a bit like a yearling just around the stables and that you sort of got to treat him a bit the same way. So, um, But, you know, on, on the track, he, he sort of he knows what to do a bit. Um, I think probably he would have won last start, but uh, he just got a bit green out in front and he waited a little bit for him. And um, yeah, probably if we'd have gone another 100 metres, I think he, once that other horse headed it, he, he was probably going to get back. But, um, you know, the, the, fin the finish post was where it was and we, we, would, we were just a bit late, so... Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully he's learned a bit from that. And hopefully I've learned a little bit from that too last week so we can uh, be a bit better this, this time. OK. Just on Harley Blue, uh, considered to be the main danger, how do you think she's going to handle getting around Reckliff? Because she's got that sort of different action. She sort of almost shuffles in many ways, but she is a last-out Group 1 place getter. Do you think she'll be comfortable at Reckliff tonight? Oh, well, obviously that would have to be one of their concerns a little bit, I guess. Um, you know, at times she can get a little bit funky gated even on the bends at Albion, I've noticed with her. Um, but that being said, you know, you, Redcliffe is such a funny track. You know, sometimes those kind of horses are actually better at Redcliffe. So, you know, that obviously with their horse, they'd have to, they'd have, to have some concerns, I guess. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's got pretty good form going into it, albeit, you know, it may, it may be maybe might not like to win that much itself, you know, it's sort of still a maiden, but it, it has raced in pretty good company at different times and, um, you know, it's obviously handled itself quite well. So it's, you know, it's got to be the one to beat. And, um, you know, it's got, it's the one we got to aim up to try and beat. So, um, yeah, it should be, it probably should be a good little battle, actually. Mm. Without giving too much away, tactically, uh, do you go forward? Do you want to try and get in front of Harley Blue as quickly as possible? Oh, well, that's another one of the concerns it, you know, you've probably both got a little bit. I mean, I've not, I've not actually chased my guy out off the gate, and um, you know, and I, I don't know what he'll be. You know, if you if you're ever going to bring bring a two-year-old first going around Redcliffe unstuck, it's probably the first bend. So, um, you know, we got to bear that in mind, and you know, you probably put it in the back of your mind and and just tell yourself not to overdo it. Okay. Well, that's the final race tonight at Redcliffe Betting Origin, the horse in question. You're in the winner's circle yesterday. Trent offers Bad Boy first up for the stable. He was able to score. You gave him a, a 10 out of 10 drive and he was able to get the job done. Wasn't a big winning margin, but he got the verdict and he got the win. So it's a 57-3 mile against his name. Were you happy with the performance? Um, well, he won, so he, he did what he had to do, but I've actually... Uh, I actually don't mind the horse. I think he'll be all right. Uh, like his work's been probably as as good as any horse I've got on the place. But I, I think probably that was, you know, he's a bit funky gated at times, and I've I've been making sure I've been working him hard to, um, you know, kind of test him to make sure he was going to pace well. But you know, I probably left a little bit on my training track at home as well yesterday. But um, you know, we only had to win, so I mean, he's going to have to be a lot better than that to win probably another grade or two up. But, um, you know, I, I actually don't mind the horse. I think he's all right. OK. Now, that was his second win yesterday. So, therefore, is he eligible for that second win bonus yesterday? Yeah, I think so, which was sort of one of the enticing things about um, the connections when they bought him. So, um, yeah, it makes him a you know, reasonably cheap horse when you, when you get that bonus.
Yeah, absolutely. Well, continued success with Office Bad Boy. We go to Friday night at Albion Park. Fields released last night. Uh, this guy is absolutely flying, probably the stable star right now because he's aiming for five straight victories. The horse in question is Yep Got Chooks. He's been a ripper for the stable since teaming up with you, Trent. Yeah, I, I, from the from the, se the second he got here, I didn't really like him, and then um, the more I've raced him, the more I'm coming around to him. But um, you know, he's, I, you know, it's hard. Every, every time he's sort of been winning lately, he's, you know, he, he he sort of only does what he has to do a little bit. You know, he's got enough there. I've thought that he could have been winning by ten, fifteen meters every time he's won. It's um, I'm pretty actually. I don't know where he'll end up, but you know. He's going really good. I think he's handling the grade really well and probably not much different to what he's been racing this this week. So, um, you know, tricky, tricky draw and you don't know where you end up from seven, I guess, anyway, any day of the week. But, um, you know, he's going, he's going good enough and I, th I still think there's a little bit in him. Well, the other thing that stands out with him, Trent, is his versatility. You can race him up on the front end, he can do work outside the leader and he can chase him down. So that's a good thing going forward as he gets higher in the grades it's obviously going to get harder but versatility is so crucial well i think i think you'll be better off the pace when they run the races more to suit him you know and we're we're in suitable races where we can get good cover and and get you know get tracked into the race you know on a genuine speed i think he's he's a really really good chaser and that's what we've sort of seen a few times you know the, in his last few wins that he sort of sat in the death seat, and when I've decided to put them away, he's put them away super quick, and then he's kind of just waited for the rest of the field, you know. And you can feel that in him, and you know, I'm I'm quite happy for him to be to be doing that if he's still managing to, to hold on and win the race. So, um, you know, I think I think when he when he chases some genuine horses, I, I think it, you know if it if it's ever going to bring the best out in him, that will. Okay, he's still only a young horse as well, still only a four year old, so he's still got plenty of time on his side. Yeah, well, that's sort of something we've got to consider a little bit. You know, he, he might get a bit of a decent break at some point and just see if we can make something better of him as well. So, um, yeah, I, I'm quite surprised that, that we could be talking about him because I, I wasn't a fan of him for the first month that I had him. Um, but he just kept getting better. So, yeah, hopefully maybe I'll have to start disliking a few more of them. <laughs> what was the thing that you didn't like about Yep Got Chooks? Apart from his name, what, what, what else did you... Didn't you like about him? Oh, he just had a bit of a bit of a funky gait about him, and um, you know he wasn't quite pacing right. And we we sort of sorted sorted a bit out and did a bit of vet work on him. And it, it seems like the smallest the smallest changes can make the biggest things. You know, it ended up being a nothing issue, and it, but it just you know we changed the way we worked a little bit, and that um, you know it made made a big difference with him. And and like I say, it was it was the it was the smallest most nothing issue that you know you could barely pick with a. You you wouldn't you wouldn't pick, but sometimes the smallest things can be the biggest change. So um, you know he can um, yeah he who knows like he, he probably in in reality six months time he's probably the per perfect kind of horse to go to America because he has got that versatility that they crave over there. Hmm. Well, I was going to ask about that. Um, any early interest at this stage, or is it still a still a bit uh, premature? Well, no one's really interested, but uh, well, no one suggested any interest, but. Uh, any time anyone suggests interest with my horses or taking them to America, though, something something goes amiss with them. So I, I'd rather not for a bit. They can hang off for six months or so and let me make a bit more money first.
Okay. Now, just on that uh, as well, like uh, within another six months, uh, he still looks like he's got a bit of growing to do. He's a big rangy sort of horse, so do you feel with another six months on his side uh, he could probably get a little bigger and stronger? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He's, um, you know, he's, he's sort of, he, he was a bit, I had him a bit big, um, you know, probably going back two months ago, but he, he's had, he had like three or four runs in a row now and that really tightened him up a bit. So, you know, it just might, I don't know if he'll end up bigger than what he is, but he just might carry the weight a little bit better, for, a bit further, you know, when you get strings and runs together. So, um, but yeah, maybe, maybe he needs to be light too. Who knows? I don't know. It's all, it's all a mystery with these horses. They, you just change when they're going bad. Well, uh, one thing that stands out too, he's by Western Terror out of a Cullen Mare. You've had a bit of success with the Western Terrors. I, I always watched from afar with Western Terrors. I always liked the um, liked the style of horses they were, and I, I've never had one until the last two years, and I think we've got four or five in the stable at the moment. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to them. Uh, some, work, some of them you've got to work hard, some you've got to work easy, and, you know, yep, got Chooks probably just sits in the middle a little bit, but... Um, yeah, you've just got to take each to their own. But I, I was probably right going back 10 years ago wanting one because they've been, they have been well, done well to me the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Your other runner on Friday night is Barika. She's close to a win. There's no doubt about it. She's been placed the last four. Will Friday night be her night? Yeah, it could be, I reckon. Um, you know, it's a similar race to what she was in. I thought her run last, last start was super. Um, she's a bit green, a bit dumb, but... Yeah, she she she'll put it together at some point, and she'll she'll make a nice little horse. Actually, I think um, yeah, it's probably you know, she's just got to get a little bit of killer into her. It seems like she's been happy to sort of run the seconds and thirds a little bit in the last four or five, you know. And you know, probably races she could have won. Uh, she just wanted to stick her head out a bit longer, a bit further. But she's still been really good. You know, you can't you can't knock a horse just because they're you know they're not sticking their head out an extra foot. So. Um, yeah, no, I think you know, Friday night she she should be thereabouts. You know, a bit of pace on early maybe, and um, yeah, she could she could definitely come in over the top of them. She seems she seems strong enough, and she's got a little bit of a mix of pace as well. So um, I don't I don't know what she decides what she wants to do yet. But if she if she decides to put it all together on the same night, you know, she could probably probably run a good race. Okay. The other thing about her too, she's not small, is she? She's a big girl. Yeah, no, she's a big lump. You don't quite appreciate it even until you sit next to her. Sit, stand beside her. She's really, she's tall and she's solid, and um, you certainly make sure you you move your toes out of the way. You don't want to get get stood on by her. They'd um, you'd be limping for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, how many's in the team at the moment? Uh, it's about twelve here. Um, not a bad little team at the moment, actually. We just got a couple back from uh, well, Talent's there. She came back from a spell. She only had a month off, but. Um, Got some sort of features in November for her, so. Uh, but she looks good and she's done well, and um, yeah, we had a, had it. You know, there weren't issues, but the you know, feet played up a little bit through the carnival there. Um, probably just held her back a bit in some of those bigger races, but uh, they're looking good now. So uh, hopefully, you know, I think I think she's got a. You know, there's not as many big races for you know next year, so she might not have a, a super busy time, but you know, we'll finish off this year strong, hopefully, and um, make our plans from there. Those features that you're talking about at the back end of this year, are they Q-bred features? Are they here in, in Queensland? Yeah, yeah, mostly. Um, they're, they're, well, yeah, yeah, they are. Now, I think one's a Q-bred feature and one's a, an open Phillies feature, you know. So, um, um, yeah, I didn't really know they were there. I, I had planned on spelling it for, um, you know, giving her a good couple of months off, but 
we, we spent, sent it back to the to the to the farm, and uh, we realised that they were there, so we 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 cut short a holiday. But um, yeah, she done she done fantastic actually in only a month, uh, probably two months. She might have she might have gone too far. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, the team is going well. There's no doubt about it. Uh, best of luck tonight with Betting Origin. I really appreciate the time this morning. Thanks, Chris. Catch you later. There's Trent Dawson joining us. So he's got Betting Origin stepping out in that final race tonight. It's a good program, as I said, 10 races, so there's plenty to get into. And Dan Russell is about to join us now because he's got a number of runners and quite a few of these are well drawn. So he joins us now. Dan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. Uh, you've got a pretty handy team stepping out tonight. As I said, they've come up with some nice draws. Can you make the most of it? Are you confident with the team going to the track tonight? Yeah, Chris, I'm pretty confident with the team tonight. They've all been working good through the week and they've all been racing pretty good through the last couple of weeks. So just we need the luck, that's all. OK, well, let's start with race five, horse one, Moonlight Butcher, first leg of the quaddy. The draw looks ideal for him, gate one. He, he can certainly muster, and you've got options there for uh, straight after the start. A winner two starts ago, fourth last week behind Altana Blue. Is he up to taking this uh, fifth race tonight? Yeah, I reckon so, Chris. The little fella, he always, he always tries for us, and he's always around the money the last couple of weeks. So we just got to see at the start, see how much pressure they put on us if we hold up or we take a six, so... Do you have a preference on which horse you'd like to hand over to? Would it be Pacific Coin? Do you think he gets in front of Hanover Lecter or do you think Hanover Lecter might get there first? Well, I think Hanover Lecter might get there first. Just, we're just going to see how quick they all get out, pretty much. It looks like there's going to be some constant pressure in this as, uh, in, in this race as well. Oliver Winkle drawn five, Living Grand's a go-forward horse. So there could be some pressure, which might suit you if you're just uh, sitting there on the fence doing no work. Yeah, that's exactly right, Chris. There's a lot of tough horses in the race, and, yeah, just going to hopefully we don't get too far back. OK, well, that's race five, number one, Moonlight Butcher. Race six, Abercrombie Tab. Tell me this straight up. If the real Abercrombie Tab turned up in this race tonight, how confident would you be? Yeah, if old Tubby actually showed up tonight, I'd be real confident. But, yeah, we just don't know when we're taking to the races, so... He's been working real good, and actually at the minute he's back working what he used to work when I first got him. So hopefully that's all systems go. OK. Has it been a little frustrating, though, in the last couple of months with him? Yeah, yeah. I um, I put him in the paddock, gave him a month off, and he come back pretty much like a brew there, nice and round. And, yeah, it took a bit more hard work to get him back to where he's been, actually, where he was racing before, so... Well, when he first joined the stable, he was so consistent week in, week out. He was always running, you know, top three. And you think this horse is going to get through his grades pretty quickly. But then he just hit that flat patch. But uh, you're confident that you can get him back to that sort of form from previously? Yeah, I reckon so, Chris. Just, we just had a bit of a bug going through, just a low-grade bug. But, yeah, he's, he's actually trimmed up a hell of a lot lately. And, yeah, hopefully we, just, we can get him back to where he was. Okay, gate three tonight. He, he, you know, gets off the gate fairly well. Do you want to get handy as quickly as possible? Yeah, I'd rather rather just keep on pushing forward and to see hopefully get outside the leader or even just seeing the one one or something like that tonight. 
Okay, well, that's Abercrombie Tab, race six. Race seven is tonight going to be the night for Jet Force, a runner-up in three of his last four. He's drawn the inside of the second row, but you do follow out a good beginner. Can tonight be his night? Yeah, well, I hope so, Chris. He's got the good draw, and like you said, he's got behind the horse with good gate speed, so hopefully he'll sit behind the leader and use the sprint lane and get up straight up inside him. Are you still learning about this guy, Dan? Yeah, I'm still learning about him. He's he's still learning himself. He's still only a three-year-old. He's, he's just still learning the tricks of the trade with racing and everything. So, And I've worked out, you actually got to work him harder than normally every other horse I've got here at the minute. So, and you have to... Okay. Well, his last two runs where he's been second, they've been in fast time. So when you analyse his time compared to his rivals, uh, he's going to be right in the thick of things by the look of it. Yeah. Well, even last week he led and they went 58. He got beaten three metres or something like that. And he actually went his personal best time. So he's just getting better and better each run, I hope. So. Are you hopeful that Patchwork Jet holds up from one? Yeah, I, I'm really hopeful. Hopefully it does and... We'll be there. All right. Well, that's Jet Force in race seven. And your final runner tonight in race nine, Golden Grin. This is for the maiden paces. Golden Grin was placed last week when third. Can she take this race? I don't know if she can take it, but she'll, she'll, they'll know if she's there if she's close enough on the corner. So she's still learning. She's real green herself. So, and she's only little. So we can't really push her around too much. Okay. Were you happy at the effort last week behind Reduced to Ashes and Mr. October? Yeah, no, I was real happy with the run. You know, we, I probably, I went to the fence, I probably should have come off, but I just stayed there and hopefully the leader got in the sprint lane where it just, just died before the corner. So, But she still got up the straight real nice. Okay. Has she still got growing to do? Yeah, yeah, no, she's still got a lot of growing. It's probably one of the things I probably should have thrown her out now, but... I just want to give her a couple more starts and see if we can get that bonus with her and then she'll have a good four to five months off. So. Okay. And just from gate three, where do you want to be with her? Ideally, what would be a perfect world situation with Golden Grin? Um, she'd be right, If she gets out of the gate as quick as she can, she'd probably be leading or getting close enough where you'd probably sit in the 1-1 or something again tonight. So just going to see how she comes out the gate. All right. Well, there's four good chances there tonight. Which one are you most keen on at this stage? Yeah, no, I'd have to probably go Jack Force with the run if he gets the right run. Okay, we'll take the tip with race seven, number seven, Jet Force. Maybe tonight will be his night. He's been close. A runner-up in three of his last four. Dan, as always, really appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight. We'll see you trackside. Thanks, Chris. There's Dan Russell joining us. So, uh, four good chances for Dan tonight, but he's labelled Jet Force as his best. So, uh, they shouldn't be too far away as far as uh, their form is concerned. So, with a bit of luck, he could certainly have a good night. And Trent thought betting Origin in that final race was a really good shot. It's his only runner tonight, but uh, he thinks he's well up to winning it. So, let's get the thoughts of Darren Clayton. He joins us every Wednesday morning. He's online with us now. Darren, good morning. Hey, good morning, Chris. How are we today? I'm really well. I was about to say, uh, getting those thoughts of both Dan and Trent, uh, does that instill any confidence in you or that sort of works against the way you were playing this race meeting tonight? Uh, it's interesting hearing Trent's thoughts on betting origin. I thought uh, it, it is a pretty good maiden to finish the card there. Um, not sure how Harley Blue's going to measure up there. I thought 
uh, the way the prices have come up, I thought Harley Blue's probably a little bit short for mine, but uh, I think Betting Origin, hearing those thoughts of Trent was was good to hear. And the one of uh, of Dan's that uh, he mentions there in race five, I think holds a pretty good key to the race. Um, drawn in one, I thought um, Hanover Lecter probably gets to the lead, and if it can get him to the passing lane, well, obviously he's a big chance, but uh, certainly holds the key to that race as far as I'm uh, concerned. I thought uh, Mr Cole was a a big chance there, so we'll wait and see how that pans out. Yeah, absolutely. Just on that last race, it looks a, a race in two between Harley Blue, Betting Origin, both chasing that Q-bred bonus. We thought it was a match race uh, yesterday with that last race with the three-year-old's captain Nemo, our action man, and they both got knocked off. So who knows how this last race will play out. What is your best bet on this 10-race program tonight? Yeah, I thought in race three, Chris, uh, horse number two, Chancellor Century, finally gets a, a chance to break through. You talk about a, a run of bad gates. Just listen to this for a lineup of his recent gates. <clears throat> seven, nine, uh, seven, nine, eight, nine, nine, seven, five, four, five, eight, 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 nine, seven, nine, nine, six, three. So <laughs> you talk about He's a gate cursed. improvement. He's into gate two and he can lead and he does like the middle distance. So I, I think it's just a, a bet, bet, bet situation with Chancellor Century. Okay, so race three, number two, Chancellor Century, the best bet on the program, and hopefully he can make full use of that good draw tonight. 290 currently with Tab. You happy with that? Yeah, more than happy. I thought that, that Stephen, he got out, uh, he got out over three dollars there at one stage, and yeah, it's uh, that, that surprised me quite a bit. So um, yeah, really keen on his chances. Okay, so race three, number two, the best bet. Let's work at Quaddy tonight. Race five, uh, opening leg. How many do we need to play? Yeah, I'm going with three here. I thought, uh, like I just said a moment ago, I thought Mr Cole gets a chance here. Um, probably a little bit disappointing on face value. Last start, the start prior, uh, just running up behind them, just couldn't uh, couldn't get a get a run through. He's back in the draw, but gate eight should get a nice toe through here. Thought Pacific Coin has certainly be fitter. He's had a couple of runs back from the break now, and um, number seven La Pistola just didn't work for him last time out. Got carted back by a tiring runner. He'll be back on the fence and loves to to poke through late. So. Uh, three, seven, and eight in that first leg. OK, race six. This starts the treble as well. How many do we need? Yeah, tricky little race. Talking control, I've put on top. That's come up a little bit shorter than I thought it would, but uh, certainly gets an opportunity in this race, the way it shapes. Uh, Barbu, uh, he's been going really well, but uh, his win last start was the only time he's been able to win for a long time. Just one of those horses that just continuously finds a placing, so we'll throw him in. Melton Lucky, he'll be a little bit fitter, so we'll go 1, 8 and 9 in that second leg. 1, 8 and 9. We go now to race number 7 again. How many are we playing here? Yeah, I thought this was a race in two. I thought TJC does have a, a tougher gait. I just thought he had a little bit of a class edge. He's been freshened a little bit uh, since his last run at Albion Park where he drew gate six. That was in a much tougher race than he lines up here. And the other one being Patchwork Jet um, should get a, a nice run in behind the speed here and be ready to strike late. So one and five in the in the third league. And bring it home, race eight, final leg. Uh, I... It's, it's, there's nine horses in this race. Any nine of them could win. I thought. I thought this race was really wide open. Um, I've 
Got number five, just one good one on top with no level of confidence whatsoever. Um, the wide gates probably certainly makes it tough. We'll throw in number nine, Aurora Rose. Uh, she can work uh, into her races in the closing stages, so if there is a little bit too much tempo, she'll get her chance. Ghost Gum, the old grey, he'll be poking along around the fence there somewhere, and Mustang Dude um, gets the gate to find the fence first, but uh, whether he can hold on in this greater race is a bit of a query, but playing wide, and you could play even wider than the two, five, seven, and nine I'm going with. Okay, so two, five, seven, and nine for you there in that last. So just doing the quick sums here. Uh, what do we got? Seventy-two dollars for a hundred percent. That's it. Right. So just repeating those numbers. First leg for Darren: three, seven, and eight. Race six, the second leg: one, eight, nine. Race seven, the third leg: one and five. And we bring it home with numbers two, five, seven, and nine. But his best bet comes up early. Uh, race three, number two, Chancellor's Century, the best bed for Darren Clayton tonight. Darren, just before I let you go this morning, best thing that you've seen in uh, in Queensland harness racing over the past couple of days? Yeah, I was, I was, yesterday at Albion Park, we saw the um, a three-year-old Trotters handicap and Mullum Steffi was able to win at her second career start. Now, Mullum Steffi was purchased out of the Redcliffe Yearling Sales um, series a couple of years back. She's by Sky Valley out of a mare toasted. She was bred by Burwood, purchased by Chris Garrard. The filly's now trained by Darren Garrard, and she was driven yesterday by Angus Garrard. So um, the three Garrard lads, three generations have combined for the first ever trotting winner purchased out of the Redcliffe sales, of which we know they have poured so much money into over the years. So that $6,000 purchase back in uh, 2019, $12,000 Qbread bonus jumps in yesterday as well because, of course, the Qbread also available to the trotters. I thought that was a, a pretty neat achievement. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you one thing that's uh, starting to just create some interest with me, and I know we've got this change in, in season now with the calendar season uh, lining up with the, uh, the, the season for the industry. This battle for the uh, top driver... Pete McMullen and Nathan Dawson, they're currently 1-2, not only here in Queensland, but in the entire country. So they're 1-2. Gary Hall Jr. sits third. Uh, he's probably about six or seven wins behind Nathan. Peter holds a lead of 177 wins to Nathan, who brought up the 150 yesterday. Do you think there's any sort of chance that Nathan can run down Pete, or is that lead big enough for Pete to hold on? Uh... 27 wins is, is a lot of wins to make up. You look at, um, so we're, we're eight months into the season at 150 wins, Nathan's at, so uh, Pete a little bit ahead. So you're looking at about 25 wins per month. There's, you know, give or take, they're roughly averaging. That would mean Pete would need to effectively miss a whole month of racing from what he's currently hitting the board at. So it, it is a big ask, um, but that said, uh, it, it only takes a, a good run, and Nathan certainly had a good run in the last couple of weeks, and you keep chipping away at it, and uh, you can quickly sort of get up to that mark and make it a little bit more of an interesting race. But like you say, Chris, it's it's pretty special that the top two drivers nationwide can both be in Queensland at, at that level. 
Mm, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I, I was quite alarmed by that when I, I was just doing some stats on them yesterday because they're both driving in really good form. Uh, Nathan's had that recent Group 1 winner. Confidence is sky high, and he's been able to land some, you know, fairly long price winners in the, in the past fortnight in particular. So just thought maybe that, that gap might close just a little bit. But it's a pretty handy lead, isn't it, when you really break it down? 27 wins, that's a lot. So... Um, We'll just see how that plays out. It's just something to keep an eye on between now and the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, just good to have those two guys at the top of the board as far as the uh, the National uh, Drivers' Premiership is concerned. Hey, Darren, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll be uh, touching base on uh, Friday morning when we do all the form for Albion Park Saturday night. Yep, looking forward to it, Chris. And um, just, an- just another mo- a note there with Pete and Nathan, them both being cousins, um, they both drove a winner for their grandmother with Rowdy's ace in the past week as well. Yeah, that's right. The big grey uh, able to win again on Monday night, wasn't it? Yeah, so they've both, uh, both driven him to victory. Um, so a broodmare gem, Beryl Dawson. Yeah. Just on, on, on Rowdy's ace, off the top of your head, how many drivers have been successful with that pacer? Uh, in Queensland, that would have taken it to, with Pete winning on Monday, would have taken it to six that have actually won. So Pete, Pete Nathan, Kelly Dawson, Talia McMullen, Danielle, Mc, uh, Danielle hasn't had a win. She's had a drive, hasn't had a win. Marissa McMullen and Trent Leatherby. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's an ever-growing list by the look of it, though. Yeah, certainly uh, all in the family. And she's done a great job. Loves the greys, too. Had a, had a good bit of success with Moonshine Studley before this fellow. Okay, well, there you go. He just keeps on keeping on around his ace. Great stuff, Darren. We'll talk again on Friday morning. Looking forward to it, Chris. Thank I you. I want to know where you pull these stats from. Thanks, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a life, I think. Uh, must be a big filing cabinet. Fair income. Thanks for that. Cheers. <laughs>